Two days of free agency are officially in the books. The Seahawks making a number of moves, signing their own free agents and adding a few players from outside organizations as well. Based off these moves, what might the upcoming draft in April look like for the Seahawks? Nick Lee and I are going to be testing it out in our latest mock draft here on our Blue Friday edition of Locked on Seahawks. Greetings, 12. This is Corbin Smith, your host for Locked on Seahawks. Joining me for our Blue Friday episode, my co-host, Nick Lee. It's been a busy first week for the Seahawks in free agency. They re-signed a few of their own players, including Quandre Diggs and Sidney Jones. Also added a few outside free agents, including quarterback Artie Burns, formerly of the Steelers and the Bears. With all of those additions, filling the roster up, it's time for our latest mock draft. We're going to have a few strict rules that we're going to be incorporating this time around. And Nick, this is the first time that you and I have gotten to do a mock draft this offseason. Rob and I did the first one. I know you've been begging to do this. And I figured now that we kind of have a little bit of an idea what this 2022 roster is going to look like for the Seahawks, going into next month's draft that we might have a little better idea what kind of players, what positions the Seahawks are going to be looking for. And this will be the first time in a long time that we've gotten to enjoy making a early first round pick. So without further ado, we're going to get started here. Really only one ground rule. Last time when Rob and I did this, and I know Nick, you were talking about maybe replicating this, but we're going to do something a little different this time around. We had to make a trade with every single one of Seattle's native picks now, this time around, with the additional picks coming from the Broncos, now officially having a first rounder in the top 10 and an extra second and fifth round pick, here's the ground rules. We have to finish with six picks in the first three rounds. Right now, we have four of them with a first rounder, two seconds, and a third rounder. So we had to find a way to add two more picks in the second and third round somehow. And we are going to be using the Draft Network Simulator. So let's get started here. So we're going to get started right now. The Jacksonville Jaguars officially going to be on the clock. And again, we have to find a way to get to six picks in the first three rounds. So let's get rolling. And, you know, Corbin, there's a few ways you can do that. Obviously, you can trade down from nine and recoup a couple probably uh, first two-day picks. Or if you like what you see at nine and you can't miss a player, you maybe need to trade down one of your second uh, second round picks to get to that number. Yeah, and we've got a few trade offers here for pick number nine. And I the one thing I'd love for their mock simulator, if we had the ability to actually see the players that were still available here. So let's look at our offers and see if there's one that jumps out. The Saints offering to trade down from nine to 18. That is a big jump, but big they're jump. offering pick number 49 in the second round. That would give us three picks that are early in the second round. So that would be an intriguing trade potentially for that reason and then we've got an extra third and a fifth coming from the eagles to move down to pick 15 i like that much better and the cowboys offering 24 and we Ooh. get a second third and a fifth as well those would be coming back for pick number nine so those would be trades we can we have them in mind here we can try to make these deals Looking what's on the board here, the Seahawks have an opportunity to maybe add a tackle in Charles Cross, a really good left tackle in this class. Ahmad Gardner, the corner from Cincinnati. David Ajobo from Michigan is another one that's intriguing. Malik Willis, the quarterback out of Liberty. He's been linked to the Seahawks quite a bit in mock drafts since they traded Russell Wilson. So there are some intriguing players here, Nick. But I just listed off a bunch of guys that could make sense 
And if we're going to try to knock out this requirement, we've got to get six picks in the first three rounds. I personally think that the trade with the New Orleans Saints makes the most sense. I know Dallas was offering a second and a third, but we would be dropping down all the way from nine to 24. I think with pick 18, we still might be able to get one of these players potentially. I believe the Eagles also were offering 15, if I wasn't mistaken, and a couple other ones. They were offering a third and a fifth. Yeah. So that yeah. one that one would make sense too. We would only be dropping down six spots. Because for that one, I if you're if if we're gonna if the Seahawks are gonna draft a quarterback Malik Willis here, he could still be available at 15. And then I think it would be a bit more uh no, what's the word? Not quite as much of a reach. I just don't want to force a quarterback at nine, you know, with so many other holes on the roster. So I maybe want to entertain that deal with the, with the Eagles. Cause um, I would venture to say that there's a possibility at least that the Eagles or that uh, Malik Willis is still there. I don't know, 14 picks ahead of Malik Willis. Uh, one of them will take him. So that, that's certainly one I think that we should entertain. Um, I, I'm just not super jazzed about dropping below 20. So I actually have an offer here real quick, Nick, let's take their second and third and give them pick number 152 with the first rounder. There's a good chance they will take this deal. Yeah, that helps us meet our, our uh, almost that meet gets our, us to our deal. We end up with three second rounders in an 11 pick span. And we also end up with a third rounder. And all we have to do is give up that fifth round pick. Let's see if they'll take like the it. offer here. And they have. So we will be back on the board here Thanks, in Harry a moment. So we're going to get more trade offers here, but I think at this point we've added extra picks here. Let's try to use our selections. So we're on the clock and what do you know? Malik Willis is still there at pick 15. So is Kenny Pickett, the quarterback out of Pittsburgh. Tyler Linderbaum, a center out of Iowa that Mm. I absolutely love is still on the board. Jordan Davis, the big defensive lineman from Georgia lit up the combine Scrolling down to see if there's any other guys. Perion Winfrey, there's a lot of talent still left on this board, Nick. There is. And I, I think this is where about where you can kind of justify taking Malik Willis. I, I top 10, I'm not quite sure, but in, in this at this point, at least if you know, there, there's a bit of a hedge there where you got a couple extra picks for trading down, getting Malik Willis, giving him a chance. And I, I think this is right a, a good range for him. And I just wasn't super crazy about using your ninth overall pick when there's so many other holes and so many blue chip guys left. I mean, obviously there still are, but this is a, a, I think a perfect range to maybe possibly find your next franchise quarterback. It's at least not a franchise crippling. If you, if it, if he doesn't work out, maybe if he has a more of a top 10 pick. So for me, I think this is where you, you, you would probably take Malik Willis. And I'm worried that if we don't take a quarterback here, you know, maybe somebody like Desmond Ritter will still be available or Sam Howell in round two, but I don't think they have the upside that Malik Willis does. So I vote we go quarterback here. If he's still there at pick 15 after trading down, then I think you can justify a mid first round pick bringing him in. Yeah, I agree. I I think this is a great spot for him. All right, so we take Malik Willis. We get the quarterback from Liberty. There's no question about his upside. I just don't know that he's going to be ready to play quickly for the Seahawks. And I guess that would be good news to have Drew Locke, who has started some games. And so we're back on the clock here now. We are going to have pick number 40 here in just a moment, continuing our mock draft. It's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info, BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports your sports scores, 
podcasts and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering informational needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, we're on the clock again here, Nick. Pick number 40, the Seahawks now with the trade we made earlier. We've got three selections in the second round. Pick 40, pick 41, and pick 51. So we get a chance to really clean up here in the second round. Boy, Mafe, a player I really love, was just picked right before the selection at pick 39. So you look here, we could have gotten Desmond Ritter or Matt Corral, but we picked our quarterback already. So those guys are off the clock. A number of quarterbacks still there at pick 40. You've got a corner in Tariq Woolen, who has the size, length, and athleticism the Seahawks would covet. Kind of a raw corner, but he's had his stock soar because of how he performed at the Combine. He could be a player that makes some sense here. DeMarvin Leal is an exciting defensive lineman from Texas A&M that's got some positional versatility that could make sense. Sean Ryan, I think, is one of the more underrated tackles in this draft class, and he had a great game against Kayvon Thibodeau in Pac-12 play last year. Maybe the best performance by any tackle in the league going against a guy that many think could be the number one selection in this year's draft. Ebba Cady from Penn State's a good player. Roger McCrary, a corner from Auburn that has a lot of qualities that are similar to DJ Reed. So there are some players here that are really exciting to consider. Yeah, there, there's a few corners. You know, Kyler Gordon in the corner as well at UW. Maybe not quite the same fit as Tariq Woolen. I am a huge Tariq Woolen fan. And I, I, I think this is a good spot. And, and with the, the having – it's back-to-back picks, right? Is that 40 yep. and 41? So you don't, you don't have to reach. You don't have to worry about another guy going off the board if, if – if you uh, want to take a bold pick here, um, I, I think there, there's enough corners here. And I know the Seahawks can address that, but I, I think you still want to find a long-term franchise answer, uh, maybe opposite Trey Brown um, in, in this class for for cornerbacks. And uh, Tariq Woolen's a guy I, I, I agree is a bit raw, but he, he's very toolsy. I like that, that's a kind of a, more of a baseball thing. Like you know, when Tat, Fernando Tatis Jr. came up, he was very toolsy. He was wasn't quite the refined player he is now, but he you could just see all that raw talent. I think Tariq Woolen has some of that in him. Um, so he, I think he would be a good one. Um, and really, and Neil as well, I think is, is another solid option. I, I still am leaning corner. I just think there's enough good corners on the board right now. Um, that, that's the direction you could probably go. I've got one other player that I think would make a lot of sense here. I am a very big fan of Logan Hall from Houston. And he is a guy that I think has tremendous positional versatility, a late bloomer at Houston. And those kind of players can always be a bit of a risk, but really impressed with the senior bowl, 6'6", 280 pounds, extremely athletic, plays with violent hands. He could play defensive end. He could bulk up a little bit and play defensive tackle and be a nightmare to block as a pass rusher. He's got the ability to play as a stand-up outside backer in a 3-4. I mean, incredible positional versatility here. So I'm with you. I really like Tariq Woolen. I just, this is an interesting scenario. Teams rarely have back-to-back picks. And John Schneider in this situation might want to try to move down to recoup some extra picks. But in this case, we've already met our requirement. We've got the six picks in the first three rounds. I think we picked the two best players here back-to-back. I think Woolen makes sense. I would be 
hitting my hand to the table saying, let's get Logan Hall, because I just think he's a dynamic pass rusher with incredible positional versatility. You're going to be running a 4-3 hybrid with more 3-4 looks. He's a guy that you could move all over the place and he would still be impactful. Yeah, the name of the game is versatility for sure on defense. That's that's always going to be in style. So I, I agree. Woolen, that corner, get that guy with enormous upside that can turn into a franchise cornerstone cornerback. And then Logan Hall, you know, you, you can maybe try to see if he'll fall again as a 51, I think we have left, but he might not be there. So you don't want to risk it. Yeah, I think that he's going to be gone in these picks. I think we'll see a rush on pass rushers between pick number 41 and 51. And so I vote that we get Logan Hall. Then this is what John Schneider and Pete Carroll might have to do. You get one player you want, I get one player I want. So let's go with Logan Hall. Let's split here. the Kit Kat bar. Here we go. Now, the Seahawks will be back on the clock here real quick. Another second-round pick. We're getting trade offers. I don't want to trade up because that's taking Man. away one of my picks. So not going to be doing that. Sorry, Dolphins. So pick 51, back on the board. Now, this is where things get really interesting. It is round two. There is still a lot of really good talent across the board here. Available. Running backs. Running backs. There's a couple guys. I really like Brees Hall from Iowa State. Um, you've still got Ebicady there if you're wanting more of a pure pass rusher. I think the pick with Logan Hall, though, doesn't make that quite as big of a need. I love David Bell. I don't care that his times at the <laughs> combine were not good. David Bell is a football player. I and maybe I'm biased because I coached against him. In, you in just love Purdue guys, don't you? <laughs> he, he's just fantastic, though. I mean, he is a great football player, he's not going to light up. 40 times and not going to jump out of a building, but he can catch a football and he is such a good route runner, really high football IQ. So I know that Seattle has been looking for receivers. At least that's been a report out there. This is a guy that would give him another bigger bodied receiver to go with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. He would still have use for D Eskridge too. I don't think there's anything wrong with adding another receiver. So he's somebody that I have interest in here. Um, Looking at some of the other players available. Offensive line, Darian Kennard. Some are saying he's a guard. I still like him at tackle. I could see him making sense here. Drake Jackson, another good edge. Channing Tindall, another really good linebacker. There's a lot of talent that is still on the board here at pick 51. Yeah, Tindall. I mean, there, there's this guy named Bobby Wagner who left town. So that's another big, big uh, void you got to fill. Um, so certainly that, that's that's a possibility. Um, I, 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 I'm kind of leaning towards an offensive weapon here, be, be that Brees Hall running back or a receiver of some kind. Uh, I, I think that this is a good – there's a good run of running backs and receivers here, John, Jonathan Mechie as well out of Alabama. I know uh, that I, he's, kind of, he's kind of a polarizing prospect compared to maybe Jamison Williams. Um, but I, I think this is – there's enough of a, of a run of running backs and receivers here where you might want to get an offensive weapon and – and kind of build that depth behind Malik Willis. <laughs> Give him some weapons or whoever you have at quarterback week one, 2022. Yeah, I would be. I actually would be okay with Brees Hall in this situation because I think he's probably going to be gone before this point. I think he'll be the first running back that is picked. I think he's got enough size, athleticism, tackle-breaking ability to be a fit here. And like I said, I would, I would go with David Bell over a couple of the other receivers you mentioned, and I know that he does not test well compared to some of these guys. And Seattle's typically wanted guys that test really well, but David Bell's film is spectacular. So 
I think getting a guy to go with whoever your quarterback is, in this case, we believe it's going to be Malik Willis. We picked in the first round. Getting as many weapons around him as you can makes sense. You want to have a running game you can lean on. So I actually am all for Brees Hall here at pick 51. I don't think this is a reach. Yeah, and, and it sounds like Pete Carroll and John Schneider really want to get back to their roots, and if they want to, they got to get a running back that fits that mold. And, and Rashad Penny's not under contract as of this mock right, draft. So. Right, and I think Brees Hall has a little bit of like peak Le'Veon Bell in him, just a little bit of that. Just the patience, the shimmy, and the explosiveness. I really like it. Yep, enough size. Let's do it. Let's And, you know, our, our listeners might be like, why are running back that early? But Chris Carson's coming off neck surgery. Penny is not signed right now. He's had injury issues. DJ Dallas and Travis Homer have not shown that they are. And with Wilson back. gone, welcome back to Seahawks 2012. <laughs> I, I think, or 2017, when they yeah. had like one running back that was over 250 rushing yards. Like, you don't want to end up in that kind of a right. Situation. I mean, like, philosophy wise, welcome back to like 2012, 2011 status for, for mentality. So you're going to want to stock up on running game stuff. Let's do that. We got Brees Hall coming in, an offer from the Packers trading us 53 for a third and a fifth. I just don't feel like doing that right now. Nah. We're going to have a third rounder that's going to be coming up here. Pick number 72. Now, remember our trade earlier, Nick, we recouped another third round pick. So we get two of them. Getting some offers here, moving down one spot for an additional seventh. Nah. Don't think that that's worth it. Or moving all the way down to 90 and getting a fourth. Yeah. Nah. I Let's, don't think either one of these deals nah. are worth it. Let's stick at pick number 72. And look at what's on the board. We have addressed so far. We've got our quarterback. we got our edge. We've got our corner. we got a running back as well. I think offensive tackle is still a huge need here. 100%. Yeah. I know that there are a lot of people that don't think he can play tackle in the NFL, but I don't agree. I think Darian Kennard is mean. He's nasty. He was first team all SEC as a tackle. I would love picking him here at this spot. I think he fits Seattle's mentality. Not the most athletic tackle you're going to find, but I think he can block zone scheme, and I think he can block gap, and I think he's a better pass protector than advertised. I look at the film, and I see a guy, there's a reason he was first-team All-SEC, and he's got that mentality, that dog in him, to be a right tackle. Jake Curhan looked great last year, but I think that this kid's got a lot of upside to be a long-term starter in the NFL. Yeah, the only other places I would probably look are receiver. I got Calvin Austin, who's kind of an explosive player. And he's enticing because he's fast. <laughs> yes, that's pretty much it. <laughs> he's very fast. But uh, I think that this is probably – you probably don't want to wait around too much longer and to try to find per perhaps uh, your right tackle of the future or, or tackle of the future. Um, you wait any much longer and you might not find him. And we might – we're going to be back in the board at 83. We're taking a risk here. But Tyndall is still available too at linebacker, a guy that I think would be a good fit at the Mike position – you're not going to be able to get both these guys possibly, but I think that right now Kennard makes the most sense. Yeah. I think right now tackle is a, is a more dire of a need. So let's do it. Let's pick the Kentucky tackle. Darian Kennard add some mean and nasty to Seattle's like front it. line. We'll be back on the clock here in a moment with pick number 83. Before we make that selection though, Nick, this time of year, I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions. By March, that's typically the case for everybody. But I'm sticking with my resolution this year in large part due to Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are missing out. One of the best tasting Built Bars out there. 
it's the first ever protein infused marshmallow. It's really a marshmallow on steroids. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, and they are flat out delicious. Coconut marshmallow, my personal favorite, banana cream pie, several great flavors. They are going to be your new favorites. And like all built bars, they're covered in 100% real chocolate, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And it's a no-brainer which one you should pick. A lot of delicious flavors for regular Built Bars as well. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. They've got new flavors coming out all the time. It doesn't matter what they pick. It always seems to work out. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. That's LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, continuing our mock draft here, Nick. We are back on the board here in the third round, our sixth pick in the first two rounds. Again, that was our requirement. We had to get to six selections. We are back in the clock at pick 83. We have gotten our offensive tackle. I know it says we haven't because they list Kennard as an interior lineman, but you and I agree, right tackle material coming out of Kentucky. We got our quarterback. We got our edge. We got our cornerback. And, of course, we got our running back drafting Brees Hall out of Iowa State, using a higher pick on that. But when you have six picks in the first three rounds, you can make a selection on a running back. Looking at the players that are available, Shannon Tindall is still there. Leo Chanel from Wisconsin, another player that I really like. We got a couple of really good linebackers to consider. And maybe the wild card here, I know Seattle has not drafted small school guys, but Troy Anderson is a freak. 4-4, 40-yard dash has played running back, played some quarterback at Montana State. This guy is just a football player and a competitor, had a great senior bowl and really tore it up at the Combine. So I think you could make a case for any of those three players here. And I think you could also make a case that if the right receiver is still available, there's been a run on those guys, though. Jalen Tolbert, I would think, would be a, ret- uh, would be a bit of a stretch picking here. Uh, Wandale Robinson from Kentucky is a good player, but it feels like to me that the best thing that the Seahawks could do here, most likely either go linebacker or maybe a guy like Cole Strange, an interior offensive lineman that might be your future center. If you don't believe Austin Blythe is going to be that guy. Yeah. You can also maybe stock up on edge with Nick Benito. I like, I like him out of Oklahoma. He's a good player. Yeah. This might be Um, a best player available scenario. Right. Um, But I think you're still wanting to address needs. Obviously Bobby Wagner, gone um I, th- I think it's pretty obvious here with how many linebackers are left that it's kind of the universe telling us maybe <laughs> that we should take one Channing Tindall of course you know I think he's got um, some traits of Jordan Jordan Brooks in him very fluid very you know sideline to sideline pretty athletic I too like Troy Anderson he he strikes me as a guy who at worst is maybe your best special teams player like he's just he just has one of those abilities in him where he's just like you said a football player he just utility guy so at worst, I mean, I know it might be a little high to draft, you know, just an all special teams guy, but that may be, that might be his floor is a very, very solid special teams guy, which, you know, you could do a lot worse than that at pick 83. So I, I am a little torn between Troy Anderson and Channing Tindall. Um, and, but I, I think just for more of a sure thing to maybe get a, a, a replacement and get there and stick a guy next to Jordan Brooks to maybe can meet his production or at least attempt to Channing Tindall probably is the best bet. Yeah, it's tough for me to make this decision because I think that an argument can be made in the right system that Anderson might have a higher ceiling, but Tyndall is more pro-ready, and he's very good in coverage. He showed that at the Senior Bowl. So let's go with Channing Tyndall from Georgia. 
Now, we're going to have a little bit of a gap till we are back on the clock now. We are done with our picks here. The Packers are trying to get us to trade back into the third round by giving up our fourth, fifth, and seventh. I can't justify that. Keep walking, Green Bay. They're trying to find another receiver since they've traded Devontae Adams. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're back on the clock now. Pick Ooh. 109. This is the only fourth rounder that we have. We traded one of our fifth rounders to get an extra pick on day two. Look at who's available. I think at this point, you got to start thinking best player available here. You've got an interior offensive lineman that I like and Alex Lindstrom that might be your center of the future that you could pick here. Tyreek Smith out of Ohio State is an intriguing edge. Sam Williams from Old Miss is another edge that I really like. I think we could double down at that position. And Khalil Shakir from Boise State, I think he is a better player than 116 here. I think there's a lot of value picking him. And we wouldn't be reaching for receiver because it's in the fourth round. So he's a good one. Brandon Smith, another linebacker that might make some sense. D'Angelo Malone, he actually might be my favorite edge guy that's still on this list. Had a great senior bowl, and he fits both 4-3 and 3-4 systems with his playing style and his physicality. So we've got a lot of options to pick from here. Oof. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm torn because... I would love to add to stock up on edge and Sam Williams. I, I really like Sam Williams. I just like the versatility, um, the athleticism. You, you can sneak him inside and then, you know, five tech. Um, and I, I just think it's, it's like pitching in baseball. You can never really have too much of a, of a pass rush of, 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 of ingredients in the cupboard uh, for your pass rush. But Khalil Shakir is, is certainly a tantalizing option. We haven't addressed receiver yet. We have addressed edge. So if you're in, I know the Seahawks are really shopping for another receiver. Um, I don't know if, if him and Dwayne Eskridge are, 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 I don't know, I don't know how different they are as far as their skill set. Um, but he's certainly a guy I think that also could have some special teams upside as well, um, return game and what have you. Um, I, I, I like the playmaking ability, Khalil Shakir. So really, for me, it comes down to stocking up on edge with perhaps Sam Williams or uh, Khalil Shakir giving uh, Malik Willis a speedy uh, kind of toolsy receiver out there. I just look at what the Rams did going out and signing Robinson when just just what they needed, you know, uh, to bring in another dominant. It shouldn't be legal. I just feel like in today's NFL, you can't have too many good guys. But David Stern, like, veto the trade, you know. <laughs> I think we got to go with Shakir here. Let's get another playmaker yeah. from Malik Willis. Also with DK Metcalf going into the last year of his contract. You know, right. maybe a little bit of insurance just in case you aren't going to pay that price. I Hopefully that's not the case, but – it's always good to be planning ahead. So let's go with Khalil Shakir if you sign off on it. Absolutely. Yeah. Get a playmaker. Surround your quarterback with with uh, tools and weapons to put him in the best position to succeed. You can, that's all you can do with a young quarterback. Especially when, again, you've got, you know, Tyler Lockett's future might be up in the air too, depending on what direction Seahawks want to go. I don't think drafting a receiver is necessarily a bad idea. Trade offer coming in from the Panthers. They're offering us 143 or 144 for pick 153 and a future sixth. Man. Let's keep our picks for next season. Across that we'll be back up the clock here now in the fifth round, pick 153. So again, really the only thing we haven't addressed to this point, we haven't gotten ourselves a center and we haven't added interior defensive line help because I don't feel like tight end is a need at all, getting Noah Fant, safety, re-sign Quandre Diggs. They've got Blair coming back from injury. I just don't feel like those are needs. You look at the players that are available here, 
You've got our Zurique from Iowa State. Might be an option here. Matt Henningsen from Wisconsin. If we're wanting to go interior defensive line, JT Woods, a safety out of Baylor. Again, we don't need safeties, but a player that might offer some good value here. Haskell Garrett is a player I like a lot. Played I do too. Uh, he's coming from Ohio State, which has been a defensive line factory. In fact, if he's available here at this position, I think that he would be a slam dunk pick right here. Yeah, I really like him. Um, if if an another thing I would do is if you're, you're still worried about your your tackle spot, if you if there's a little bit of the back of your mind that says that he won't get it done, maybe Max Mitchell I think is another option there for to perhaps get. A, You've also got Kellen Dice from Arizona State, right? Who is really athletic and I think fits a zone blocking scheme well. If you don't think Stone Forsythe is a guy at left tackle, but yeah, I, I, I think that the, the game changer here is that uh, that Garrett is still available. I think if he's still available, you, and especially since we haven't addressed that yet, you got to get yourself a guy like Garrett. And Al Woods is not going to play forever. So getting no. another defensive tackle, Puna Ford is going to be free agent next year. I think at this stage of the draft, it makes a lot of sense. Definitely. So let's do it. Build the depth at the trenches. That's, that's a great way to build a championship team for sure. Now, this will be the time where John Schneider and um, Pete Carroll and Steve Hutchinson, everybody in the front office, they're going to be sitting back and sipping on some suds here, waiting for their next pick because we got to walk fish out, a pike place or something. <laughs> in real life, John Schneider might actually try to trade back into the sixth round here because just out of sheer boredom. <laughs> just out of sheer boredom, you might want to trade trade back in. That's a nice little run. Real nice long time. break. Now we are finally going to be back on the clock here in a moment. At Is this our last pick? 229, our last selection here. Looking at what's available still on the board. Demarion Williams, I think, is an intriguing corner from Houston. Kyler McMichael as well. McMichael more of a boundary corner. Williams would be a slot guy. With Artie Burns, I don't know that it would make sense for them to draft a player like that now. Um, Amari Carter from Miami might be an interesting project safety. We already drafted a running back. I really like Abram Smith, but we don't need him. Luke Fortner. We already drafted a Kentucky offensive lineman, but <laughs> no way Luke Fortner is still going to be here in the seventh round. I, I don't see any way that a guy that's got almost 40 career starts in the SEC, one of the best centers in the SEC is going to be available at that point. And they need a long-term solution at center. I don't think that Austin Blythe is that guy. Luke Fortner absolutely could be. Yeah, right now it's BPA. It's best player available. And if, if you, you see a project that you like, because let's be real, seventh round, the, the hit rate is pretty low. I know, I know they got the Chris Carsons out there, and the, the Seahawks think that they can always find that diamond in the rough. But if, if you want to take a flyer on somebody, take it in a position that you really you have a hedge for now, but really could use a guy for the future that you can build around. And I, and I think Fortner would be a great pick there. I know just reunite two uh, offensive line uh, teammates from Kentucky. Which continuity matters. and It does. It would be nice to have two guys that played together in college playing at the next level, and I think they're both good NFL prospects. So I, I think this is obvious yeah. that there's a guy that sticks out like a sore thumb here. Tyquan Thornton, if we hadn't picked Shakir already, might be intriguing because he's a fast son of a gun. But we don't need to draft two receivers getting a center that we can develop that might even be able to push Blythe right away and start on day one. I think to me, this might be the easiest pick we've had the entire day. Oh yeah. Round seven. If you, if you, if you're feeling that confident round seven, you got to pull the trigger for sure. 
So we're going to be wrapping up our draft. Not going to pull a John Schneider special and try to trade back in, or are we? Not Mr. Relevant. Don't see anybody that's jumping out to me that yeah. would make sense for us to trade back in. But looking at the selections that we made here, Nick, I think that this is a very good draft. And we ended up with six selections in the first 83 picks. And that's the flexibility you get when you have a top 10 selection and you have two picks early in the second round. We didn't have to trade down from either one of those picks at 40 and 41. And we got Malik Willis. We got Tariq Woolen, Logan Hall, Brees Hall. This is going to be Seattle Halls when this is all said and done. Darian Kennard, Channing Tindall, Khalil Shakir, Haskell Garrett, and Luke Fortner. That is a lot of incoming talent. If the Seahawks could find a way to reel in a draft class like this, this could be a group that has 2012-type impact. Yeah, I mean, you hit on all the needs. You hit on all the, uh, the major needs. You you have your quarterback that you feel pretty confident about. I think of all the quarterbacks available, Malik Willis does fit what Seattle needs the best. And you have clear tools around him already on the team. You know, i got Metcalf and, and, and Lockett there. you got him a couple more weapons in, in Brees Hall and Shakir. you got him a couple offensive linemen that hopefully can learn to, 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 to or hopefully develop into franchise tackle and center. But yeah, if you can find your franchise quarterback, your franchise right tackle and your franchise center in one draft. <laughs> You're doing pretty okay there, I think, Corbin. Yeah, I think so. This would be a group that Pete Carroll and John Schneider would be jumping for joy if they could reel in a group like this, and especially getting a running back in the second round because we know how excited Pete Carroll gets when he has the chance to add premium talent at that position. Thanks, as always, for making Locked On Seahawks your first listen five days a week. Now make your second list in the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to light every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at Corbin Smith NFL. You can follow Nick at Nick Lee 51 Make sure to check out the Locked On Seahawks podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and of course, five days a week streaming on YouTube. When we return from the weekend, expect plenty of more free agent news. Rob Rang and I will be breaking it down and continuing our weekly mock draft Monday series, checking out some of the latest mock drafts floating around on the internet. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks for listening. Go Hawks.